Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Reflections on Learning podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the principle of universal design for learning, action and expression. When thinking about action and expression, we're thinking about offering students different ways of interacting with the the information and ways for them to actually start to think about setting their own goals. Additionally, this is a way that we can offer students who have different needs, some scaffolded practice, or maybe offering them different modes of expressing what they know to us in a way that's comfortable for them, but still accomplishes the same outcome. For example, it might be helpful for some students to be able to prepare or preview information before the class. If there's a synchronous meeting that the students might be doing for remote learning, it would be helpful for them to have an idea of the content or maybe preview the slideshow that we'll be going over during the meeting prior to it if they have some anxiety or nervousness or just need a little bit of extra practice that might be a way that I could offer students a little additional support if they would like it. Another way is to use different ways to solve problems and you can share real world problems and authentic situations but that doesn't mean that the teacher is the only one sharing authentic situations. Students can also share some ideas about why they might need to understand the content. I think this would be great for a variety of learners from different ages. The youngest learners can talk about why is it important to learn this, especially when thinking about reading. I can ask learners, where might you need to know this information? Why is it important to be able to read? What are some things that you do in your everyday life or maybe your mom or your dad or your older sisters or brothers? Where do they use reading in their daily life? Why is it so important? Getting students to think about the why will help them to buy into the instruction a little bit more. And then finally, there should be different ways for students to express their knowledge to you. So for example, maybe a synchronous uh, meeting type where you can kind of check in and see how students are doing for some informal assessments. Maybe there's a online worksheet that the students can manipulate. Maybe they could record themselves. That would give them opportunities to be able to practice the content as many times as they'd like before recording it for you to listen to. So it offers different levels of support for different students. It can be helpful to prompt students to stop and think. So for example, if I was recording a video for students, I would present a sound or a word and offer wait time and then allow the students to think respond, and then I can give the correct answer so that they can check themselves. This is a way that they can very briefly and easily practice a skill while we're doing asynchronous learning. That wait time is really important, but it's also important that they're able to check to get some feedback. Students can can respond in various ways and they can get different types of practice, including scaffolded practice. For example, if there's a synchronous meeting, they can provide different prompts for different students depending on their needs. Finally, when we're thinking about action expression, we're thinking about executive functions. So guiding goal setting, talking with students about the learning goals of the class and asking their own ideas for feedback for how to achieve those goals. 
This was something that was noted in Chapter 6 of the Universal Design for Learning Theory textbook on the CAST website. I think this is another great way that we can involve even the youngest of learners about, hey, this is what we're learning today. What are some ways that you think you could learn this information? What ways do you like to learn? It's also great to use information from surveys or from previous activities to decide to what options to provide students. When I started virtual learning, I tried a variety of different things, but they were all required for students. So for example, one day there would be a video, the next day there would be an interactive worksheet, the next day there would be a uh, more hands-on type learning where I didn't actually get to see any product, but I just had to have faith that the students did it and it offered them a way to interact that I didn't need that exit ticket type thing. Um, and then there were also ways that they could respond by recording themselves. I offered differences daily. However, there was no choice involved. While I recognize that some students might enjoy certain activities better than other activities, they still had to complete all the different various types of activities. So while I felt like I was meeting the needs of all learners, I don't think I really was because what worked for a student one day, they wouldn't get it the other four days out of the week. So now I'm realizing that it might be better to use the resources that are out there. So utilizing already made websites, games, activities, lists of ways to practice sight words or blending or segmenting skills or sound practice or letter ID practice. There's so many pieces of information out there on the web that I don't actually have to develop all of this content. While I do think it's really important for kids to get content coming specifically from their teacher and not just a random YouTube video, I can offer a variety of content and still be able to provide the option of teacher directed with their familiar teacher, um, but I can offer other resources as well so that students don't have to just access it one specific way on one specific day, but they can actually choose which activities they want to engage in. I think that just like with the rest of the components of Universal Design for Learning, there is some buy-in that way and offering students choice and the ability to say, I don't want to do that activity and I don't have to do it. It's okay. I think that students really enjoy that and it shows that you respect them as people and you respect their differences and their preferences. I'm looking forward to compiling all the information that I've gotten and using it to create this module that hopefully I can use as kind of a basis for my online learning program for the summer with my kindergarten remote learners. So really excited to jump in and use all of the information that I've gained over these past couple of weeks. And hopefully I'll be able to update with some success.